the fuck is up, everyone? This is Gio. I got my boy Kenny on. This is a smoker from the sidelines ep- edition of the episode. I mean, episode of edition. I don't know. You get what I mean, bro. You get yeah. what I mean. Let's fucking kick it off. Let's talk about this weekend, dog. Whitaker versus Darren Till, a fight that meant a lot for the middleweight division. I mean, I, it did mean a lot, honestly, because these guys could possibly get another title shot coming up. Um, we have fucking Robert Whitaker coming back from his loss against Adesanya, and then we got Darren Till coming off the win off of Gasoloom. Um, fuck, bro. I'll let you recap this first. Give me your thoughts on the card. What'd you grade the card overall? And um, what was like your favorite fight of the card? Um, of the entire card or just the main card? Entire card. Entire card. Uh, for fuck for being fifteen fights, um, it didn't feel like it. I felt like there. If I felt like it went, it went by pretty quick. Maybe yeah. there were some. Was there a lot of finishes in the prelims? Let me see. Let me I felt like there was a good amount of finishes. I wasn't too sure how many ended up happening. But there were some boring fights. I'm not going to lie. I kind of missed out. Skipped out on a little bit. Okay, so... Um, yeah, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So out of the eight fights on the prelims... Eight finishes. Uh, we have one, two, three, four... Four, so four finishes. So half fifty-fifty. That's pretty good, honestly. So for that helped it go along, and then in the main card we had uh, some finishes too. So, um, yeah, I think I give it like a B, like a solid B, maybe <laughs> yeah. a B plus. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was expecting like a high grade. But yeah, yeah. B <laughs> seems that's mediocre. Right there, you're passing the class. You're doing really well. You're doing really well. You know. Yeah, not you know, a you're top just, student. You know, you're not like skating by, but then you're not like doing the bare minimum. Like yeah. you know, you're not going above and beyond either. Yeah, you know, exactly. You're like right in the middle. You know, kind of blending in. Not kissing ass to anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're just, just kind of like, here's this. Done, you know, you're doing your work and you're staying quiet. That's what it, <laughs> that's what it is. This was just get you, the work out there and stay quiet. You don't ask questions. You just do. You just do it. You know Model student. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, to start it off, dude, we had uh, Robert Whitaker facing uh, Darren Till. Um, this fight right here was kind of hard for me to pick, but yeah. I, you know, I, I think I went with Darren Till. Just I, I like the guy more. You know, he's charismatic. He's fucking funny. I think, and yeah, he is. Funny. And he's he's a good striker. I think he's a little bit kind of one dimensional, but um, I think I like his personality more than I like him as a fighter. You know. But, uh, yeah, I was riding with Darren Till. I thought he was going to get the decision. Um, he ended up losing, you know, on the scorecards, 48-47. So the judges had him winning uh, two rounds. That's not that bad. Honestly, I thought it was going to be a, a unanimous decision for uh, Robert Whitaker. So that's it. Was it actually or was it split decision? It yeah, was it split, was, huh? No, it was unanimous. Unanimous, oh, okay. 48-47 across the board. But still gave him two rounds. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of agree. Yeah, I, I was going to say, for sure, I gave him the first round. Um, and then I told you how I seen other two rounds go for Rob, but then I had that one in the, the third round that kind of had me like on the fence. I wasn't too sure who to go with on that one, but I could definitely see him getting that one too. Cause he, he was, it was a close round and he did land some big shots in it, but just not the number. I think it was actually the, the fifth round that they gave, uh, Darren. Oh, really? The fourth or the, I think it was the fourth. That's a trip, bro. Huh. That's a trip. Remember but, um, with, uh, the Whitaker, sorry, the Volkanovsky versus Holloway fight. I thought the third round was the one that the judges were, like, really up and down on, but it was the fifth round, and I was like, wow. Yeah, they gave one, two, Max, and three, four, Volkanovski, and then they gave five. It was mix and match. I was like, wow. I didn't yeah. expect that, honestly. I mean, the to us, the third round was the one. The one that, yeah, exactly. But for this one, uh, I th- I honestly thought Whitaker was winning four rounds. Me too. I thought at the end it was going to be uh, 49, what, 46. But no, it was a good fight, dude. They had their moments. Uh, Darren Till definitely had his moment in the first round. Um, I felt like he hesitated. He not, he he got him with a nasty. You know, they when they when Robert lunges in for those quick blitz uh, combo punches or whatever. He fucking met uh, Darren Till's left elbow and just, yeah, he sat him down, bro. And I I felt like Darren should have jumped on him and and uh, and ground and pounded him, but I think he was a little hesitant. Cause he didn't want to rush the finish because he knew he had five rounds and he was, if I don't get the finish right here, then mm-hmm. I'm going to be fucked, you know? So yeah, be all gas and shit. Uh, but it's still, I still feel like he could have jumped on him and, and did some more damage. And he allowed, he allowed Robert to kind of recuperate and, and come back from, from it, you know? Yeah, I feel you. So for me, bro, this fight was actually like, I was super hyped for it coming up to this card just cause Robert Whitaker until, I mean, they're both good, good strikers, you know? 
And I now that I see Till's performance against Whitaker, it gives me even more credit to Adesanya for doing what he did. Like the chin on Whitaker just itself is is leaps and bounds above other people. You know what I mean? Maybe he was having a little bit of like difficulty because he came off the Yoel Romero fights, but I don't know. I don't want to give that too much credit. I want to just say that Izzy caught him perfect and like he just made the right contact with him a couple times to like really put him on his ass, but. Till, bro, I still think that he has a lot of room to grow. He's still pretty young, so he has all the time to grow still. And, like, this, even though he lost, it kind of seems like he lost and it's going to put him at, like, a a notch right below all the top contenders, you know, like the right top ones. But it still got him into top 10, top 5, you know what I mean? So it's very, like, it's good for him going in the future. Um, what do you think is next for a guy like Whitaker? And what do you think is next for a guy like Till? What do you want next? I mean, I think uh, I think Robert Whitaker should get a guy like uh, Jared, like a Jared Cannonier. Mm, I'd, I'd be a nice because I've, I've always said when when Whitaker lost that he needed like at least two wins. You know, maybe a, a, like if he would have sparked Darren Till, like just mm. boom, knocked him out. Like that's it. I think they could have done the immediate rematch after Costa and um, and Adesanya, you know, yeah. at least after they scrap. But now, um, I think he needs one more win. Give him, give him a Cannoneer if he can finish Cannoneer or, or even beat him. Another uh, good decision mm-hmm. win. I think that puts a uh, puts him back up in the in the title shot contention. That makes sense, dude. Especially, I mean, Whitaker. It wasn't a performance you're like, oh, man, he looked fucking sensational out there. But against a guy like Till, Till would look really good out there tonight. And Whitaker looked, he, I mean, he showed why he was a champion at one point and got the edge over a guy. I I don't know how. I want to say, bro, do you think it's impressive considering, like, Till's coming off a couple losses still? Well, two losses, came back, got the dub against Gaston Loom. But still, do you think it's impressive over a guy like... Um, Darren Till, or do you think the performance itself is just kind of like uh, another notch on the cap? Um, I don't know a lot you know of people. I mean? A lot of people aren't impressed with Darren Till, so they yeah. don't they don't see him as a a top five guy, you know. But I think um, you know you beat a guy like Darren Till, you know, especially because he hit him with some good shots, dude. You know, he For had sure. his moments. Um, and like he said in the press conference, he's, uh, if he said, all I have is a left hand. I mean, if it's got me this far, then so be it, you know, this is, yeah. that's all I got is a left hand and it, it works. People know how it's all I got. And it's, it's, I still, still knock people, I still knock people down, you know? So, um, even that he was landing, it, it was like, he was pairing, you know, fighting, fighting the hands, fighting the hands, pairing the shots, pairing the shots, and then just trying to land that that straight left, you know. And I yeah. was like, ah, I'm like, stop picking, stop picking. I mean, I like that he was picking the shots, but I was just like, stop telegraphing. Like, he knows that's what you want to land is that left, you yeah. know. And same thing with the the high kicks, you know. It, it was like he was just telegraphing the kicks. Like he, it was like almost like they were sparring as far as like the kids kicks were going, you know. And I was like, ah, and then come to find out afterwards that his knee was kind of uh compromised you know so i was like oh you know that makes a lot of sense on why his movement was a lot of real um static and he wasn't um like he didn't have fast twitching yeah um he didn't do a lot of feints a lot of like movement in his hips like he usually does you know so i was like oh you know he had he had to stay a lot uh uh, flat-footed you know so when i watched it back i'm like oh I, I, i noticed especially you know, after that second yeah. round, you know, he said that he uh he stomped on his knee. So I know the knee either buckled in, buckled it, it, one way or another. He said in the, in the press conference, he said that it the knee just went like just done. Like he felt oh. it just, you know. And it, I think adrenaline on top of like, um, you know, your focus on the fight, you're just like you kind of ignore it. But when you want to do the things that you want to do, but you can't, you yeah, know, I think that's where. But he said it himself that he did a pretty good job masking it that he couldn't he couldn't tell that um he was injured, you know. And it was one hell of a fight. I think I, I a lot of credit to uh Darren Till. I think Darren Till gets more uh credit for this even even through a loss, he gets more credit through his performance because 
he stood there for five rounds with uh, a dangerous striker, you know. Yeah. And he got rocked, dude. He got dropped what in the second round? Uh, two, right? Yeah, second or maybe the fourth the, or the third. Fuck, dude, third. I can't remember what round he got dropped in, but they uh, he landed a hard shot and it, mm-hmm. it dropped him down. And I was like, oh no! And, and it was one of those blitz like. He lunged in, hit him with a combo, and dropped him. And I was like, oh, damn, that's yeah. th- that's it. And then he ended up surviving on the ground, got back up, and made it you know, made it, made it to the end of the fight. But it, it was very impressive, dude. I was impressed with Darren Till. I think I, I want to see him against... Um, uh, you know what? I think I'd like to see him against uh, Shabazz, or the winner of Shabazian and Brunson. And that'd be a good fight, honestly. Someone, someone down the ladder because I've been seeing people say give him uh, Hermanson, and Hermanson's not gonna want to stand there and strike with with him. He's gonna want to take him down. And yeah, you know, we already seen what he, uh, what Hermanson did to Gasolum. He was like, "Fuck it, we're going to the ground. I'm gonna take this ankle." So, uh, I don't. I think Till needs to work himself back up to the rankings. Like in my eyes, he takes a big hit as far as rankings go, but um. As far as his, his stock, I mean, I think it went up. As far as like what the people think, or like, yeah, yes. what do the fans think, dude? I think people like him more. That makes sense. Yeah, just because the performance and how he carried himself, like you said afterwards, like especially afterwards, like the interviews, how he kind of came off very positive and very like, all right, fuck it, like it, I, I'm just was, gonna learn. He was humble in defeat, you mm-hmm. know, and he he still said all oh, credit to uh, Robert, you know, and he even joked about the. Um, the knee stomp, he was like, oh, those should be illegal, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Even Robert found that pretty funny, dude, honestly. So, like, with this going forward, I'd like to see Whitaker face, like, like you said, a Cannoneer would be a really good fight for him because it's like, you're right there again. Cannoneer was almost going to be a replacement for the title shot. Um, So, I mean, he's. it just seems like they're both in line, and they have to give Rob another, at least another fight, maybe even two before he gets another title shot against Izzy. I, I, I mean, think... Uh, Robert's gonna take some time off because uh, I think he might he might get a suspension for for this fight. You know, I'm thinking maybe like 45 days, 40 days. I can see that. I can see that. Maybe 30, and if he's good within a week or so, then he can appeal for an early uh, release. You know, doctor's release or whatever. Mm. But um, I can see him at the end of the year when they go back to Fight Island. Maybe um, if Cannonier is ready, yeah, I I can see them both lining up for sure. But if he's not, fuck it, dude. Uh, next man up, Hermanson. Hermanson and uh, Whitaker. That'd be a good fight. I was going to say, um, that would only make sense because if, like you said, if, if Cannoneers is not ready because of the knee issue, no, he'll still uh, be able to... His pec. Was it his pec? Yeah, he, t- he tore his uh, pectoral. Wasn't that um, fucking Costa? Yep, they he both tore did. pec too? Mm-hmm. Wow. I thought that fucking... Uh, the whole time I thought that... Um, Cannonier ended up messing up his ACL, and then I thought that Costa was the pack. But that's crazy, dude. When I seen Costa doing like this, um, you know those gymnastic like hoops? It's like two hoops, and you like pull up, or you can do like oh, different right. kind of things on them. He was like holding himself up, and he was doing like an ab workout, or whatever. But like, just like the muscle structure of his shoulders, it just looked a little bit different. Like it looked kind of off. You know what I mean? Like if there was like an indentation, or it mm. wasn't just as strong as the other side. So I was like, ah, I hope he doesn't like rush the recuperation and the rehab because he's gonna come off like a pretty big i mean muscle tears is pretty bad you know what i mean you need some real rest it's kind of like a somebody's on that shit and chill out bro you know what i mean but i i honestly yeah that makes a lot of sense bro whitaker versus um hermanton if it's able to come around adesanya versus costa put them on the same card fuck it no i don't think that'll happen honestly that's a little too hopeful <laughs> but we'll move on to the next fight um uh, Komain, we had uh, Shogun. Woo, the versus, trilogy. Yeah, Shogun versus uh, Lil Nog. Um, this was this was a, n- a nice little slobber knocker. I mean, these guys are old, so surprisingly, the, the swings are co- or the punches are coming a lot uh, slower. But uh, they had their moments in this fight. It was a split decision. Yep. Uh, Shogun, he's three and zero. You know, um, it didn't deliver like the first fight. You know, it wasn't. Dang. wild like that one but it, it had its moments dude yeah honestly a good one there was really some good moments in this one if you guys haven't seen that shit go back watch their first fight in pride um they have some highlights on youtube if you didn't want to watch the highlights that shit's worth it too fucking 
bang, they banged it out the first 10 minutes all out. And then the later rounds, they just kind of, it's a little bit of a slowed effort, but yeah, they're it's still they're They're in there, you know, and for them being 38 and I think it's 38 and 44, huh? 38 and 42, 44, something like that. I, yeah. I think Lil Nug is 44, I believe. And that's fucking old. But the performance that they actually went out and put out, I was actually kind of surprised. Um, yeah, man, honestly, Shogun Hua, he said he wants two more fights. Little Nog said he's out of this afterwards, so he's all done. It's a wrap for him. You can tell in his interview he let, mm-hmm. it got to him that I think he realized, like, damn, you know, I'm old. Like, not old, but for my sport, you know, like, I'm I'm done, you know. Yeah. It, I think it really settled in when after, you know, after the fight, like, this is it. You know, this is my whole career is, is done. This, and essentially, it's like his part of his life, you know, part of yeah. his life is, is, is now done, you know. I mean, that's like, uh, that's your whole, honestly, you, where you work is a big, big part of your life because you're there. And I, I think him and Fabricio are still involved with uh, um, the UFC, but just like uh, in Brazil. Oh, like the Latin ones? Yeah, like I think they they run the 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 production shows down there in Brazil. That's fucking. Cool. I know I know Fabricio does. So that's the whole time while he was off, he was still working, but just um like the behind the scenes in in Brazil. I know that a lot of the guys that are like fighters in other countries, they'll do like the analyzing for that specific country. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like I seen Brandon Moreno have an interview recently, and he was oh, talking about it. He does a UFC uh, Latino Span- or yeah. Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Espanol or with, some shit. With Cheeto Vera too. Cheeto Vera does yeah, that they, shit too. Yeah, they do um, ana- analytics, and yeah. they do like like interviews and shit like that. That and shit's really cool. I actually really like that yeah, about fighters. I, I, I like that uh, MMA Junkie's coming out with a, a podcast too uh, in Spanish. It's called Hablemos uh, MMA. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's starting. It was dropped tomorrow on Monday. Oh, snap. Who is it going to? Is it? Like, uh, you know, Danny Segura. He's uh, one I've of, heard of him. He's one of the, um, the he has reporters. Like a deeper voice. Uh, he has a deeper voice. He has a, uh, an accent because he's Colombian. Mm. So you can hear the accent in his, in his, uh, in his voice. But... He's a he's a pretty good reporter, and uh, he he already said that his first guest is uh, Irene uh, Aldana. Oh, sick! Yeah, so he's gonna talk to her about um, what what happened with COVID and her uh, not withdrawing from the fight, but the uh, the fight get... being rescheduled. And yeah. So it's cool. Like it, they said, it's gonna be a Spanish only podcast, so they're gonna be interviewing a lot of Hispanic uh, fighters and fighters, stuff. which is cool. Like you get to you get to hear more fighters that don't get to be interviewed by the the mainstream guys that we listen to, you know, exactly. Like, yeah. So it's going to be dope to have, um, a platform for them to, so we can hear a uh, Brandon Moreno more. We can hear Chito, uh, Chito Vera. We can hear, um, or even the ones that don't speak English, you know, you like, you got, uh, Alejandro Perez or you got, uh, uh, Gabriel Benitez or you got, um, and I'm sure honestly, bro, even with that, just, I'm sure there's a ton of guys that like, speak maybe like portuguese or like any other like latin american country that could speak spanish or understand spanish yeah. you know yeah yeah that's true um i know fabricio knows spanish mm-hmm. so um yeah maybe there's other um ethnicities that know uh spanish you know like yeah, well uh, like joel uh alvarez the the dude that made that um his debut a couple week, last week right last week yeah against uh, joe duffy um he's from spain you know so you know, there's there's a guy right there who probably doesn't know any English, so to get he'd probably that's a good guess to get on to kind of get his side from the story, you know, and and I'm sure the Latin community like is pretty big. It, it might not be the highest on MMA right now, but you know, there. you know, we we back our fighters, bro. Yeah, yeah, our fighters, our athletes, any our any athlete, bro. Really, we we get behind them and we we show support. And um, I mean, look look at uh fucking Canelo or um. Even Ryan Garcia, even though he's American, he's getting a lot of hype. He's getting him. a lot uh, of love from the Hispanic community because, I mean, you know, he's Mexican. So, so bro, I gotta hold on before we move on to the rest of the show. I just want to say this real quick. I want to we got to talk about this because this is a big, big, uh, big news right now going on in the world. Mike Tyson coming back, oh, return, shit. return with uh, Roy Jones Jr. That. Roy Jones Jr. His last fight was in 2018 and. Uh, Tyson's is like the 90s or maybe early 2000s. I'm not too sure. I think it was early 2000s. That makes sense. So, yeah. So, what do you think about that, man? Do you think they should even come back? Just a little preface this right here. It's going to be an exhibition match. It's not going to be like no head padding or anything like that, but they're technically not supposed to go all out and try to knock each other out. But 
who knows if they, that'll happen. You know what I mean? So wh- what do you think about that, bro? I mean, Would you pay to watch that shit? Mike's style is just knockout or bust. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, that's that's just who he is. Um, personally, I'm not going to pay for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to find me a little stream because, yeah, dude, boxing cards are too expensive and they're real fucking main event heavy, you know? They're like, one-sided as fuck. I'm not going to pay 80 bucks to see these old-ass men box and, like, dude, like, honestly, this could be pretty dangerous, like... We're up there in age, dude. If they fucking hit each other on the on the button, like that could be, could be detrimental. Ring them up, yeah. That would be his number right there, honestly. So, would you pay forty bucks for it? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. All Maybe, right. Yeah. No. I'd like to say forty is like my. I'll pay forty for. I wouldn't pay sixty for it. I'm gonna fucking try to find a streaming website or something like that instead. You know, it's not a UFC card where you're paying sixty five dollars for top. Notch five, six fights. No. Oh, I was going to say, I think I could see um, Brian Garcia and Cejudo being on this card because i seen that. i seen someone say that there's going to be MMA fighters and boxers on there. But there's also like a couple other weird matchups. Like there's Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul. Yeah, I've seen that. you seen that? Yeah. That one's going to be super random. I'm kind of excited for that one. I think what Nate Robinson's going to beat the shit out of them. KSI is going to pull up too? Ah, uh, bro, I could imagine like that. <laughs> when I first started seeing all these YouTube guys have like combat sports thing i was like man that's crazy there's a real there's like a market of kids i think it's mostly little kids too like that are like yo let me see what this youtube guy is doing and like let me back him up and like even in a fight i, I just want to see who would win you know especially at the time they were all talking shit to each other like ksi was going in with that guy i think logan paul he fought yeah. logan paul yeah that show was crazy but moving on to the fucking fights um alexander gustafson versus verdum making his heavyweight Debut. I mean, he didn't look bad. No, he didn't. Um, he said that he gets up to about two forty. Mm-hmm. You know, so he looked like he just kind of rolled up off the couch, and that's kind of how his performance was. <laughs> yeah, for for coming up weight class, like he did. I mean, how long did the fight last? Like two and a half minutes. About two minutes. Yeah, right. So like he stood up. It's like half around. Had a couple good strikes, and then Verdum was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna bring you into my world now. It's time for me to like really get into this." And honestly, I thought. Gus was going to do really good with the takedown defense and, like, keeping him off his back. But Verdum, honestly, bro, he looked 100 times better than he did in the last fight. Like, as far as conditioning goes, he looked way more in shape than the last fight. He looked out of it last time. But this time he, like, really, really, he took advantage of that little situation he had. Like, the opportunity to take his back, he sprinted on that shit like a fucking cheetah looking for a young Impala. You I think I think Verdum was kind of pissed off. Like, you want to talk that shit saying yeah. you broke my nose, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm going to break your arm, you know? I forgot about that, huh, in the, in the post-fight, or sorry, the pre-fight press conference and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think Fabricio knew my gas tank is just going to fucking go out go out the window, you know, yeah. by, the, by, the, by the end of the first round. So he's like, you know what? Let me... Do what I can with what I know best, which is jujitsu. Let me get this guy out of here and let me secure this 50K bonus yeah. before I fucking bounce the Bellator. Um, cause oh, yeah, he's money, cause he's done with the UFC. Ooh, he, but he, honestly, that that matchup that he called out for when he goes back to Bellator, how he wants to fight Fedor, his first fight back. The rematch after he's, so long. He's the one that he was the first one to knock out uh Fedor. Gave him his first loss. By submission, huh? It's fucking uh, it's terrible. Yeah, it was submission. Oh, it was armbar? He um Fedor was smashing from him from the top. Like like he was really trying to do the ground and pound. And then Verdum oh, ended up like slipping yes. it in. Remember? Yes, I think yes, yes, it yes, might have yes. been a triangle or some shit like that. I think it was a triangle. It was, an I think it was like ugh, I just remember him like being like, all right, tap out. And that was honestly rock the world. Rock the world. Like Nobody knew who Verdun was really. He just came off ADCC or whatever, winning that shit. And then Fedor was like the guy of all guys. You know what I mean? So for to see him come and knock him out like that, or sorry, to finish him like that, that's impressive, man. Honestly, so Verdun with the rematch, I'd be sick. I'd like to see Verdun. Uh, he can probably become champ over there at Bellator. Honestly, I mean, fuck, a lot of guys at the UFC they do that shit and they they have the opportunity. I, mean, oh, I don't know. Like, Ryan Ryan Bader, he unlocked another part of himself. 
You think he's doing better over there than he did in the UFC, or you think it's the caliber of the opponent too? Yeah, he's fighting tomato cans. Over a little there. bit of both, right? I mean, he fought uh, King Mo, which is not really saying much these days because he's up there in age mm-hmm. now. Uh, I mean, Bellator just is struggling. They're fucking struggling to. Yeah, dude. They have some, right now to have some uh, elite competition and elite names up there. You know, they have a they have some names like they're champs. I can see them yeah. being top five um, in the UFC. Yeah, like uh, they got uh, Douglas Lima. Douglas Lima. I've been I've been wanting to see that guy in the, in at one seventy. He he looks nice. He's a top, top class fighter right there, honestly. Other than Douglas Lima. You got uh, Patricio, Pitbull. Pitbull. Pitbull's pretty uh, good. I don't think he'd, honestly, in the UFC's, what, he's a featherweight? He's a lightweight. Oh, no, man. He'll get smashed by fucking Khabib. He'll get smashed. All the strikers, I think he'll get out. I think he can too. be a top five guy, maybe. He could be top five. I can see it. Yeah. Like, you think you can see him beating Dan Hooker? Nah. Nah? Mm-mm. Oh wow! Nah, I, I see mm. him against, but you, he you know, he can fight one seventy two. Yeah, or, no wait, no, 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 no. He'd go one forty five. He would drop to one forty five. He's he's pretty small, bro. Honestly, when I seen him against uh, Michael Chandler, I was like, oh shit! Like Michael Chandler, he's pretty I good. I think dude, Michael honestly. Chandler can be for sure top ten guy yeah. in the UFC. Yeah, he could for sure be top ten guy. Like with guys like Hooker and, I mean, even all the top guys in the UFC, they they always have that like it that it factor you know like mm-hmm. something little that like makes them different or they just like i mean you know matchups make a big difference when it comes to shit you know so like they all have the potential to be champion it's just will they get the right matchup that kind of leads them to the title you know like I, everybody has kind of gotten a i want to say they haven't a good time on the way up you know like they usually kind of give fighters like easy matchups like that they try to make champions i'm trying to think right now like khabib he had, like, good fighters. He didn't have, like, nothing crazy, honestly. Like, the other day, did you see the T-Bow fight that I was telling you? Um, no, I still haven't watched that one. Bro, you need to watch it because, honestly, I thought T-Bow won. I, I really thought he won because he literally stuffed every single takedown Habib had. No takedowns landed at all. Landed bigger shots in the fight. So I was just like, dude. And, like, that was, like, honestly his most competitive fight. And then after that, he only got, like, really strikers and wrestlers that were all right, but nothing too crazy. No, nothing too big for him. So, like... I forgot where my point was going. I really don't know where the fuck I was going. So let's just move on to the next fight. Carla, Rod- Carla Esparza versus uh, Marina Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Um, Carla Esparza, fuck, dude. She got lucky with another close close decision. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't um, yeah, I didn't think she won, won, won that fight. I mean, I could see... Yeah. Fuck, dude. I got to see what they're grading because, yeah, yeah. He, she took her down... And she had some ground and pound. She might have more strikes on the ground because mm-hmm. she controlled her on the ground. But I felt like Marina had more. Well, yeah, what's her name, right? Marina. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like she had the more powerful shots, especially off off her back, dude. She was landing those elbows. She cut her open. Her eye was all fucked. I was like, okay, she's she's doing damage, you know. And uh, I guess they just don't like. To see somebody on their back, you, you know, lighter, bro. Matter of fact, I do. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Yer. So, um, I don't think they just like to see fighters on their back. They don't like to. Um, I don't know, dude. I don't feel like they like to watch fights, you know, and actually fucking have to judge it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> they're like, oh, she was on her back for fine minutes. All right, fuck it, she lost. You know, control time. I don't know, dude. Uh, judging is these days are just. I think that's why fans like finishes. Not only because fans like violence, but um, they like finishes because they want to know a for sure winner. Yeah, and like who's a judge, for sure better. A judge can't take away like a submission. Yeah, like what do you mean that guy's asleep? I fucking choked his ass <laughs> out. You yeah, know? you can't tell me I didn't win that fight. So I think that's like a big factor in why, uh, you know. Um, fighters themselves are always like i gotta go for the finish or because why are you gonna leave it like like uh jorge mazadon he said that he went he went away to colombia or wherever wherever country he was at Mm -hmm. and he just something clicked in him and he was like you know what i need to stop going to the judges because yeah i'm going i'm in there i'm giving these good fights and I'm, i'm fucking dudes up and i feel like i'm winning 
but it's not, I'm not doing enough to show the judges that I'm winning. Yeah, like in the end of the day, you're gonna you're really leaving your faith up to other people, and the whole bullshit with you get half your money. You know, like yeah, technically like half your money if you fucking lose, like you don't get the rest of your win. I mean, that's that's a bitch. You know, like you're really leaving your life sometimes on people to make a right decision and sometimes those people that are making the decision they have no experience and also like like it sucks for the fighters yeah. that are still stuck on that win bonus yeah because there's some yeah. fighters that are just they're on a guaranteed no matter if they win no matter if they lose they're already guaranteed this amount of money you know so like john jones is guaranteed money big draws um Usman's guaranteed money mm-hmm. um you got um Connor Masvidal probably guaranteed now too. But see, in their contracts, where they get, they're fine with their guaranteed money because it's their guaranteed money is probably like five hundred thousand. Yeah, a lot. Shit. Though. So they're like, oh my, my base pay is already, I'm solid. Yeah. And where they're getting their real cash from is these pay per views. That's why they're. It, if you see, if you see Connor, if you see Jorge Masvidal, if you see these these draws that aren't champions. Mm-hmm. Is because they draw a lot of attention. They draw, yeah. you know, you see the YouTube numbers, you know, people want to see these people, uh, these guys talk. They want to see them fight, you know, so that's where they're, um, like Jorge said it himself. He goes, I, I wasn't asking for more money on my guaranteed. I was asking for pay-per-view points, you know, because he knew, I, I, he knows he, I bring in a lot of eyes. I bring in a lot of attention. People mm-hmm. want to see me fight. Like for that reason, just pay me what I bring in. You know, and I mean, he sense. ended up getting it. Yeah, it only makes sense, oh, bro. I, I mean, what they sell one point seven whatever uh, million pay per views, right? Bro, even Dana had to give it to him. You know what I mean? He, even Dana was like, "Yo, like, I, he's a pay per view draw, of course." For not sure, I now, think you know? Masvidal easily took home like five mil, maybe he, maybe even three. You think so? I think three mil. I've always wondered how much they actually get on that back end, like the pay per view deals. Like, if they get really get like a, a big portion of it, you know what I mean? Because Dude, you know what was tripped me out? I remember, fuck, I forgot which card it was, but the card with Max and stuff. I remember seeing that like Max was like one of the least winners. Like, like he had won like the least, one of the least amounts, pretty much. Um, even Aldo had won more than Max because maybe it was just like everything Aldo's done for the UFC so far. But who fucking knows? But I did see that he won more money than him. I was like, wow. I actually like that they're bringing out more pay because you know what? At first. I liked how DC, uh, well, you know, uh, hold on, let me break this down real quick. So DC had said this comment, right? And he pretty much said about, like, let me hit this before I so, go on this rant real quick. Oh, uh, yeah, let me, let me just say the numbers real quick. So if they sold 1.7 million pay-per-views, that's 110 million, a little over $110 million. Almost, almost uh, 110 million and a half. That's a f- so, pretty number right there. Easily, those boys took three apiece. Yeah, I'm think that's what I'm thinking. And if they didn't get three million out of the 110 million, bro, that's fucking foul, dude. I can see that. I mean, you the way the USC is set up, they're banking and checking. <laughs> you see the way it's set up. God damn. So dude. I was gonna say this, bro. So DC said that he likes the fact that they don't have their pay out there in the public, right? Like they don't get to like we don't as fans get to know. How much they make and shit. And I think that's cool. You know, like, I, I understand that because if you're working somewhere, you don't want people to know how much you make or, or, for example, shit like that. But at the same time, you are a big figure and people get behind you and people support you and people want you to get more. People want you to do better. So if they see these numbers and see you're not getting enough, they're going to be like, yo, let me support him some more, you know, or let me get behind him a little bit more because maybe if I just show or like stay there to watch or, do these little extra things, maybe bitch at Dana to pay him more. Maybe they will eventually, you know, like the fans have a big say. So yeah. who knows, you know? Well, these guys are private contractors, so it's really yeah. up to them to come out about their pay. Exactly. Like you hear all your, uh, Ariel Hawani ask, oh, how much did you make? Mm, enough. Or uh, it's a nice it's a nice amount or a pretty penny. You're, they, they always kind of like vaguely answer him because... Why are they gonna sit there and tell him like? Yeah, because they know for he's looking for for sound bites or for for headlines, you know. So with that, they're like, he's a big he's a big name in the reporting world. So if he gets me to say this, someone's gonna clip this real quick and be like, and it's gonna blast. Oh, Mazda made 
five million in one fight. Um, but, but you know, it, and people are just going to be talking shit, you know, right. As of right now, we can only speculate, oh, he made a lot of money. We know what his base pay is. Yeah. We know it's a 500,000 base pay, mm-hmm. but we don't know how much he made off of the rest. The rest, much, you know, yeah. like when he beat Nate, he was on a 500 and 500. So he made a million dollars off the win and then pay-per-view. That's clean. So I know he, he said that he made enough for his kids to have a, a decent life afterwards. Dude, that's really cool, man. So, honestly, I mean, that's what it. That's all it's all about, bro. These guys yeah. are fighting. At the end of the day, they're fighting. If it's not for themselves, for their family, you know, and it's to set themselves up for the future. You know, these guys aren't gonna fight forever. Mm-mm. Look at you, uh, homeboy. Uh, little Nog is forty four years old. He's not done in life. That's like, like almost. I mean, he's a little bit past his prime, but that's like your mid age, dude. Like, yeah. You can start enjoying your life now, especially if you got something to sit on. You know what I'm saying? So, like, bro, and even a guy like Lil Nog, like, guys like that, I feel like they're the first examples of guys getting underpaid, not being able to have much voice. They're there, like, they're Lil Nog, he's he's probably a legend, right? But I don't think he's still fighting because he wants to fight. I mean, of course, I think he's, he's set, right? Like, for life, he's set personally, like, he could do whatever, but I don't think he's made, like, these big millions is to really, really set himself for the future, you know, like everything else, as opposed to like on these younger guys coming up that want to like, if they're living come in, on, if they're living in Brazil, dude, I think, I think those dudes are making enough money to, that makes sense. Yeah. Especially Brazil's. if, um, coming from the, the roots, you know, the, or, the, the or, yeah, their origins, like I'm sure the money yeah. they're getting right now is like, Oh dude, I can, I can do so much with this, you know, especially in Brazil. Like, you you see Coming uh Davidson Figueiredo landing um in Brazil, lands in his home and he's he he's probably the same dude. He's probably gonna go over and whip up some fucking uh, sushi or or go, go do my tia's hair yeah, real quick. Go do some hair <laughs> real quick. Do some highlights. Give you a blowout or something, baby. <laughs> right? Let's go back to two thousands right there. I mean, but serious sh- shit though, real that, shit though. That guy right there. I mean, we got a lot of foreign champs, dude. Oh, I think the only American champs we have are uh, Stipe, John, John, and um, one seventy. Maybe you can count uh, Kamaru as American. Kind of. I, I mean, he he refers to himself as a Nigerian nightmare. So I'm gonna just go off what he said. He was born in America. No, actually, I think he was born in Nigeria. No, he was born in Nigeria, but I mean, he was so young when he moved over here. Yeah. Pretty much American, technically, yeah. But I guess, yeah, I guess. If you're really going off of it, uh, yeah, you're right. I guess bro. we only have two American champs. Yeah, holy fuck! Wait, Amanda Nunes, Valentina. All the female champions are foreign. Yep. So it'd just be John and Stipe. Yep. If you don't want to wow. count Marty, that's a very very diverse um, roster. At first, bro, I didn't really understand why they needed to have a fight island and actually have like. I was like, why can't they just ship guys over or, like, do a card out somewhere else, like, in Europe, you know? But there really is a lot of logistics that goes on. And there's also fighters that I didn't even realize, dude. They literally only fought when the UFC would go to Russia. Or they only fought when the UFC would go that area, you know what I mean? Like, close to them. And they would never fight other words, like, other cards and shit like that. And, like, they really were able to, like mix their talent pool and i didn't notice that's why that's why a lot of uk fighters are upset because they um for the most part they can only have fights in the uk you know so it's like you got guys like um or or it's like not that they can only fight in the uk but it's tough for them to get a visa okay you know so like you got leon edwards like where it's tough for him to get a visa on a short notice Mm -hmm. but you got a guy like um Michael Bisping, where he had a visa and he was, well, even he had problems when he was. He, he fucking moved. He yeah, moved over here. He, he said had to. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I actually heard him right before you walked in. I was listening to their podcast, right? And he ended up saying how, like, he was kind of stuck in between either going to Australia to live out there. He's like, but the training out there, there was not much people to train out, not much gyms to train at. And then there was the USA. So he decided to end up, like, coming over here. And you knew, like, in the beginning, he had a couple of shows. I mean, I, th- I even think at one point they told him that he wasn't even going to be able to come because he filled some shit out wrong or maybe, like, his prior um, offenses. But, yeah, 
fucking dude i just think these motherfucking all these guys should get paid more and like the ufc i love how it's growing and how it's starting to be so fucking like these guys aren't coming in no more with one specific style they're coming in with like a little bit of everything like we'll just fucking uh We'll talk about this at the end of the show, but we're going to talk about Edmund Shabazi and a guy that's pretty much exactly like that, and then he's going to fight a guy, Derek Brunson. But that's a good fight that's coming up next week, huh? Next Saturday. Holy shit. So let's go back to this card because I completely forgot about it for a second. So <laughs> it was uh, Marina Rodriguez and then Carlos Esparza. Yeah, and so then- Carlos Esparza got that bullshit fucking spit, split <coughs> decision win. Yep. Um, before that, we had uh, OG Cowboy Alex Oliveira. Um, fighting the boy himself, some guy named Sabat Sabota Sabota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, excuse me, Ooh, Peter Sabota. Yeah. So, yeah, he just uh dominated the whole fight 30 27 across the board. Um, it was like a classic Alex fight almost, you know, like keep he him just, at range. He wanted a bonus because he, motherfuckers having his 10th kid, bro, 10th kid with like. He has like eight baby mamas or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. That dude's wild. That's crazy, bro. That's like Nico Price trying to catch up to him right now, honestly. Shit, at least Nico has the same baby mama, you know? But yeah, true. True. You ain't got to deal with so much. That's like 20 people you got to deal with. Because he right has there. kids that are like almost the same age, like type shit, you know? Hell yeah. So they're like, wait, how does that happen? But yeah, yeah he yeah. has multiple... Fuck bitches get money. <laughs> <laughs> He's blowing all his money on his kids, dude. Child support every shit. day. But um, yeah, other than that, not much to say out of that fight, but shit. All right. This right here. This guy, Kamzat. Oh wait, Hamzat Kima Chimaev. 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 Hamzat Chimaev. He uh took on Reese McKee. Reese McKee, all right, he's making his debut. And it's fucked up, dude. He's making his debut against this fucking killer mm-hmm. that we just seen ten days ago destroy. I smash, destroy. I smash this guy. I, I, I do what my coach says, and I smash this guy. Buddy, buddy, <laughs> I smash everybody. You put whoever in front of me, I smash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this guy has way better English already than Habib. It seems like. Yeah, honestly, it seems like the big word that they like to teach in Dagestan or any Russian country is smash. They clearly like to smash so people. Especially, yeah, um, these guys love to smash people. So <laughs> Be careful. Don't bring your girls around them. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this motherfucker did not look any different, bro, at 170 than he did at 185. <laughs> it didn't even look. He lost 15 pounds. I'm like, holy shit, in 10 days, this dude lost 15 pounds. It did not look like he lost a step. Like, So... His natural weight class is 170, right? 170. So okay. he came in at 185 because it was, uh, I don't think it was like a short, I think it was, no, it was. It was a like, short notice re- uh, replacement. So I'm sure he walks around like probably 190, yeah. maybe pushing 200 close. And he was like, oh, I, I can make 185. Boom, cuts 185, no problem. Gets put on this card. Smashes his homeboy, John Phillips, gets gets what two strikes on him right yeah out of like and then hamza had like over 100 on on john phillips before he subbed him got him in that nice nasty darts choke so this fight he's taking on a smaller or a guy that's a natural um lightweight mm-hmm. oh he was yeah reese mckee is actually a lightweight that went up to 170 because uh i think the, the cut was tough for him when he was fighting at cage warriors Oh, okay, okay, so okay. So he made his debut at 170 and got smashed. Literally got mauled, bro. Like, didn't get one strike off. It yeah. was zero for zero for zero. Like, didn't even throw a strike. Literally, I think he got taken down, controlled, and smashed until they uh, until they called the fight. So, you know, when we see a fight like this, and um, like people were interested in, I like to do a little bit of research. You know, you do the same as well, right? So I fucking want to go look up a Reese McKee fight, and I seen a couple of them, and I was like, oh, his stand-ups, it's, it's good. His stand-up is really clean, you know? But then I see him fight this dude, and he took him down a couple times, right? And as soon as he took him down, like maybe once or twice, I was like, oh, that's all I need. Like, she might have is just too high level of a fucking wrestler to be like to leave you, you know, like he's going to get the fuck on you. He's going to put that pressure on you and like really bring it to you the whole time. He's he is like a Khabib 2.0 or 3.0. His striking, his striking, I think is clean. Is damn good. And if you look at his other fights, 
um, he's knocked out this dude with a nasty uppercut. Like the way he he fainted, like he fainted. That guy went in, like threw some wild punches, and he just fucking got him with a nasty uppercut and just slept him and and then rained down with another nasty punch. I was like, Fuck. this dude's a monster. I can see him honestly. I was looking at the top fifteen and I'm like, dude, from, from oh, I'll I'll read the top fifteen off, dude. He'll smash from fifteen to like eight. Bro. Honestly, from fifteen to eight, I think he'll smash all those guys. Yeah, for sure, man. Up to one seventy, like I even think they did make comparisons. Like, will you do you think Chimaev will challenge Kamaru Usman later on coming oh, up? And if, yeah, if Usman's yeah. still champ in a year, oh show. Which a lot of people seem to think he's going to be a, a champ for a while. Mm-hmm. Chimaev will smash this dude. Chimaev's going to get up the rankings like six months, 12 fights in six months. Watch. Calling it right now. And, and Locking what, I, what I love about Chimaev, he's calling out these guys that you wouldn't normally call out. Like, he's calling out Donald Cerrone. He's calling out Mike Perry. He's calling out Conor McGregor. Like, okay, like, you're not, you're not like, give me the champ. I want the title shot, you know, like he's yeah. like, nah, dude, I, I'm trying to build myself, you know, but like he said, Donald Cerrone, eh, that's easy money. I smash guy. He's big name. He I would. smash guy. Easy money for me, bro. Or brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like, all right. So reading it off to you, Anthony Pettis. I don't know why he's still ranked. At 170? 170, 15. Smash him. Neil Magny, oh. 14. Neil Magny I just want to say Neil Magny just got booked for a fight against Jeff Neal. Ooh, that's gonna be a good fight, man. Who do you have on that one, real quick? I think that's next week, bro. I, oh, is it really? I know because it's August. I know it's August, but I thought it was or booked maybe, for the maybe August, fight. Fi- maybe August fifteenth. Because I hope I, that'd be crazy. Yeah, you know he might be pay per view guy. Because they booked that shit like last week. It feels like. Oh yeah, you know what? You're that sounds about right. You know what I'm saying? August fifteenth. Like, yeah, that sounds about right. Um. But Rock. yeah, smash, smash Neil Magny. Robbie Lawler? Smash him. Smash him. Smash him. Vicente Luque? Wrestle him down. Smash him. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd give him a good... He'd give him a good fight. He'd, he'd be his first big test, I think, right? Like, be, out of all those guys, who do you think would be in the first test? Probably Luque, right? Out of these... Yeah. Just because Luque has pretty damn good jiu-jitsu. And... But... Fuck. Yeah. Dude, Nate's I right know. there? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Nate Diaz. Dude, <laughs> these rankings are weird. <laughs> yeah, he's at eleven. What do you think? He smashed. Nate. I think he'd be Nate. He smashed Nate Diaz. Nate's cool, but Nate's small, bro. That fucking Shimaev is a like one eighty five, one seventy guy. Jeff Neal at ten. Um, I think he'll wrestle him. Like I, I think Jeff's cool, but he just doesn't have a wrestling. Like he's good. I, I think I'd have Shimaev though. Yeah, because by then he'd get experience too. Rafael DeSanjos. Um, smash him. Same thing Habib did. Michael Chiesa. That'd be a good fight, but if he just strikes with him, he's gonna outstrike him. So I think he'd outstrike him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damian Maya. Uh, he'd out. Yeah, I, I think he'd be. He'd out grapple Damian Maya. Um, I don't know about the grappling. Like, I don't know if he'd actually like grapple, he'd but I think him for I, sure. I think he'd out, I think he'd just be like, "Well, let's strike." Like, you know, fuck, like all those guys that have like one or the other. I think he'll just do what Kamaru does. You know what I mean? Like, just comes in and just like plays it smart, bro. Does whatever the opposite of that they're good at. Stephen Thompson. Um, that'd be a good test. That'd be a really good test because Stephen is like has good ass takedown he's, defense. He's agile. Yeah, and his striking's fucking clean. I I like Wonder Boy. That's where I think he'll have trouble. Right there, that's when he starts having trouble. Against okay. George Malzbitt, although I think he'd beat Maldonado. Low-key. Just because yeah. of wrestling. It's just that matchup, man. That matchup, striker versus wrestler. Tyron Woodley. Uh, he'd have trouble with Woodley, but... I haven't seen... We haven't seen a good Woodley lately. We've yeah, seen, you know, fuck, dude. He hasn't won any rounds. I have faith in my boy, though. I'm gonna <laughs> say I have faith in my boy. He's gonna come back sooner or later. He's gonna come back, all right? So, so it seems like around the around the top six, where we start to question, yeah, where you know. But that's where the killers lie. So no, no, no shame in him. So, 
where do you see Chima? With all that being said, mm. you know, <laughs> with all the long okay. story short, okay, okay, where do you see Chima fighting next? Who do you see fighting? Who do I see him fighting next? Because um, they, if they give him anybody else that's not ranked, dude, he's gonna smash. smash. Him. Yeah, there's and no we're point. Just, huh? We're just gonna be seeing first round finishes all the way up until he gets one oh, of these guys. Show me that one more time. All right, I just want to go to the bottom of the list because we have to think. Neil Magny is. Well, 14 or yeah. some shit like that. He already has He's a booked. Fight. Okay, so Anthony Pettis. Pettis. I don't think they're going to book him. Well, I don't think. I think Pettis, Pettis is at the point Pettis where he just wants to get good fights. He's a, he's a, he picks his fights. Bro, yeah. You know? Super pick. Uh, Robbie Lawler. Uh, maybe, but I don't think Santa even Luke Robbie Luke would Nate choose. Diaz, Luke, I could honestly see Luke accepting it. Like, Luke would accept it. Um, Jeff Neal's already scheduled a fight. Nate Diaz wouldn't accept it. Nah, Robbie Lawler, where the fuck is that guy? Michael Chiesa might accept Michael it. Michael Chiesa's been ducking Jeff Neal, supposedly. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, Because Chiesa thinks he's top-notch now that he doesn't want to fight anyone ranked below Hello. him. Hey, honestly, bro, so that's I hate why this ranking shit sometimes because of that. And then they don't even go off. Like, the matchmakers don't even fucking go off of these rankings half the time you yeah know? it's like they go with what draws like they're gonna give honestly they're gonna get chimaev i see him getting three or four more fights what do you give him next you have to give him a wrestler yeah or some or someone that's at least that very a, a strong wrestler either at 170 or 185 i mean fuck dude i don't know what class he's actually gonna choose because his no. best chances at becoming champ at 170. Yeah. If he can make 170, and we've seen him, he made 170, no fucking problem. 171. Yeah. But still, I mean, you, he... Psh, motherfucker made... Bro, if you're thinking about it, though, if if he can do what he's going to do, like his style of play, you know, like if he goes out there and does it at 185, he could do really good against a guy like Adesanya. Just take Adesanya down. Because honestly, nobody has tested Adesanya so much with the takedowns yet. Nobody. Nobody. Only person was Vittori. So that'd be I'm, a good matchups all the way well, up. Well, Brunson was supposed to be that wrestler that was supposed to get him. Yeah, Brunson didn't do shit, though. Got fucked up. Brunson about to get knocked the fuck out by, by our boy, by our golden boy. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Boy, anyway, Shabazi. you know, let's get to that fight. I'm you down, know? Bro. Uh, I think Chimaev is going to smash three or four fucking, maybe even five people <laughs> before he gets uh, a sniff at. Any of the, the top guys, right. just because they want to get, I think they want to pad his his stats. Yeah, but they're not gonna pad him with bums, some up and comers. They're gonna give him vets. I think that wanted that are fuck it. I'm down to fight. Like I can see Donald taking that fight and just getting smashed real quick in a round, and like he take a pay, a quick payday. Like fuck it, I'll be back in three months or two months. It's been a while since we've seen Donald. Donald, he's I think such he, an active guy that, like, now that he's been gone for a minute, I'm like, fuck. I seen him. I seen him post. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see that guy soon. He's in he's camp. Soon. He's know, getting he, ready, type shit. That's what he said. He posted. Oh, I guess I'll see you guys soon with the little emoji with the little signature and the paper. You know what I'm saying? So let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Point. I can see Robbie. Maybe honestly, I didn't see Robbie taking it, but I could see maybe Robbie taking it. Robbie and Donald. I'd be no, good. no, Robbie and uh, she. Oh no, no, no. No, not Shimaev. Two no name. Yeah, no well, name for Robbie. That's what the, that's the problem with these rain guys, dude. They yeah. think that they're above um, taking a, a fight. You know, I understand they're like trying to build themselves. But look at look at Calvin Cater. He took a a, a fight at um, Danny Gay was what nine or ten something like that. Whooped on him and didn't even do anything. He just took damage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like yeah. fuck, dude. Like. It wasn't a smart fight to take, but he made a point. It's like, I'm here to fucking fight. I'm here for that. I'm going for that title. Yeah. These guys don't want to be active. They're giving shots to guys that are being active. Look at Gilbert Burns. Exactly. So he exactly. he sees it and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a loudmouth. I'm already that's what I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm a damn good fighter. I mean, I think he needs improvement in other areas. But um yeah, guys like that, you know, guys want to stay active. They want to put on good fights. That's that's what you got to do is you got to take these guys sometimes. So Yeah, bro. Sorry, I, we're still rambling about Chimaev. There's good. a lot of hype behind him, but it's warranted, you know? Like, They're literally even marketing him out this way, like, to be the next fucking guy. It seems like they want him to be the next guy. So 
I like, think they're gonna be like when back they asked him, like, "Oh, you're being compete, uh, compared to Khabib. How do you feel?" He goes, "I like this guy. He's a nice guy." He goes, "But I, it's it's okay. Like he, he's not like, he's not trying to label himself as like, oh, I'm I'm the new Khabib. It's like mm-hmm. I'm Chimaev. Like yeah, like, and I guess his uh, his name is Boars, which means wolf. He looks like a wolf." He's a scary dude. The Russian wolf. But uh, yeah, we're gonna see that that guy soon. I know we are. I can I can tell. Yeah, for sure. Honestly. But uh, next week we got fucking Edmund, the Golden Boy Shabazian. The Shabazian. The Shabazz show. Uh, he's going against Derek Brunson. And uh, we're I think we're in Vegas at the Apex. All right. Let me give you guys a little bit of uh. Speak on speak on our boy Edmund real quick. So Edmund Shabazian is pretty much this youngster coming up. I don't know his exact age, maybe like 23, 22. I think he's 21, actually. Oh, wow. 21. So he came out the Contender Series. He's pretty much finished everybody he's fought so far. I can't think of any decision he has, right? Well, he went to decision, actually, in the Contender Series. Oh, wow. So when the decision in the Contender Series came to the UFC, in his debut, finished. From then on, he's finished. He had a very impressive finish his last fight over Brad Tavares, a guy that gave Adesanya like a... I mean, Adesanya fought him to decision when he was coming up. So it was a very impressive performance by Shabazian. A lot of people really think he could be the next thing coming up. He has that wrestling. He has that striking. Got a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? So he can hit you from everywhere. He's coming out of Glendale Fighting Club. So he's over there with Ronda with uh, Edmund yeah, I think she was the one that broke it. She's his manager. Yeah. So makes sense. um, Yeah, so this guy, he, he looks damn good, dude. I mean, he fought... Um, Brad Tavares recently and finished him. I mean, the champ. Look at the it. champ went five rounds with Brad Tavares. Yes, and Edmund went over there and fucking just beat him pillar to post with about naps. What? Not even a not even a round, bro. Not even half a round. It was two minutes and twenty two seconds, twenty seven seconds. Hit him with a head kick, just rocked his ass, dude. He was he was done. So they're giving him Derek Brunson because they think he can't wrestle or stop a takedown. So, you know what? Give him Derek Brunson. Fine. He's going to sleep homeboy, I think, faster than Adesanya did. That's my prediction. Honestly. First round, knockout. This is going to be a very, very good um, a good test. A good test for Shabazian Definitely. so yep. that he can come up and and see how he, good he's going to be against a guy that will. Because Derek Brunson, let's not time. forget, Derek yeah. Brunson ain't no bitch. He's not This no motherfucker bitch. was knocking motherfuckers out. Yeah. He made a couple mistakes of being a little bit too eager, a little bit too uh, lungy, and he and found, rushing situations. He fell in love with these, bro. Wrestlers, exactly. when they fell in love with their hands, bro, they're like, I don't need to wrestle. Mm-hmm. I can knock motherfuckers out, you know? Exactly. So um, I think now he went back to his uh, what he's good at. I mean, he's on a two-fight win streak. So um, Derek Brunson, this is a, a test for him to get back up the rankings. Yeah. To stop a prospect, like you know what, you're not gonna give me a young guy to to knock me down. Mm-hmm. But you know we're we're backing when our we're backing our boy Edmund. You know, I'm I saying? was gonna so, say, did uh didn't Derek Brunson get Ian Heinish recently? Was he the one that knocked Ian Heinish off? And they were they were giving some hype to Ian Heinish too. Like, hey, this Ian is Heinish the next guy. Is, you know? He's on a good he's win streak himself right now. He's still dope. Honestly, I still like Ian Heinish. He did some time in a foreign jail. You know what I mean for. Like smuggling some drugs, shout out the boy. I hope boy was trapping. He didn't hook me up, none. <laughs> not, but yeah. Um, so on this card, I'm excited, man. Because just just in general, just to say this last thing, Shabazian, I have a lot of faith in this guy. He could be a guy that, I mean, if hey, this guy is 21, knocking out top contenders, and he could still do this and keep going, then we I th- might have a star on our hands. I think. Um, He's not a, like a, a brash guy. He he doesn't do a lot of talking, yeah. but um, he he can be some he be something. I, I think they'll give him another another two or three fights, and then it, then we'll be talking about Edmund fighting for a, yeah. for about yeah. You know, and I can even see even if he's I don't think he's trying to be the youngest champ, but this this dude's so young, he's undefeated. He's hardly taking any damage. I can see him if not. Now, be a champ within the next four or five years, dude. For sure. This guy is going to be a champ. Yeah. 
He's going to be a champ. Within a matter of time. Is there any other good fights on the card? Um, well, we got Joanne Calderwood. Uh, she, said, she said, fuck it. You know, Valentina's hurt. Oh. I'm going to take a fight. Well, so yo, yo, hold, yeah, hold on. We got to give her more credit for Like, we really got to give her I'm, credit for that's this. That's why I'm yeah. bringing this up because yeah. I respect Calderwood. Like, I, she said, I haven't fought in almost a year. I want to stay active. I want to fight. Like, she's irritated now. Like, I want to fight. Like, I was supposed to fight Valentina this summer. All this stuff happened, you know, or she wanted to go get surgery and then all this stuff happened. So that kind of like kind of saved her yeah. a little more, you know. So now she's like kind of got this built up um, frustration. Uh, Jennifer Maya's opponent pulled out. So now she's taking on Jennifer Maya and Jennifer Maya is not. She's not a slouch. It's yeah, she it's not a it's not an easy task, bro. Um, is she ranked? Jennifer Maya, I believe she is, right? Yeah, I believe so. Mm. Uh, she was supposed to fight Viviana Araujo. Okay. Uh, she's number seven in the flyweight. So, I mean, these flyweights, bro, whether they're female or they're male, the flyweight division, they deliver fights. Yeah. So, And Joanne is a, uh, Joanne is a, a scrapper. Uh, we got Vicente Luque. Woo, my oh, boy. Shit. He's fighting on this card against Randy Brown. Ooh, we got a, that's oh, a, wait. Randy Brown's a striker, too. Didn't he come from the contender series? Randy Brown recently got knocked out by... Um, uh, Nico, remember he got uh, from bottom. Oh, the up was the, it the oh the, the back fist or some yeah, shit the like back that fist from bottom. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So um, he's taking on Vicente Luque. All right, that's a good scrap right there. We got Bobby Green taking on Lando Venata. This is part two. Let's go. This is gonna be a fucking scrap right here. Bobby Green coming out Fontana, Fontucky boys. Yeah, and then we got <laughs> Kevin Holland, uh, fighting Trevin Giles. Kevin Tre- Holland is oh that's the guy from Riverside huh yeah so Trevin Giles' opponent uh, I guess pulled out Jung Young Park I I don't know I ha- I seen a uh, some, a tweet that um some of the Korean fighters are having trouble coming over here right now coming over yeah here or I don't know if he's a um, Jung Young Park is a he he's based out here now but um they're yeah, probably he, like nah you can't come to or America. maybe he tested COVID positive is too crazy out there or maybe he tested positive who knows oh that's true so that that pulled out. Um, other than that, we got um, we got Ger- Gerald Mearshart. That's a name that you, uh, I'm sure you're uh, aware of. Uh, yep. We got Ray Borg. That's a good fight. One thirty-five. Oh, he was scheduled to fight on a card um, during the pandemic. He was supposed and to take out off. Rob. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then he ended up like um, getting off because he had an uh, emergency with his son, so he had to go do that. You know, father first, of course. I'm good on that, brother. But yeah, man. That's any yeah, other big other than that, dude. Uh, we we got some fun fights on here. Even if you don't know these guys, these these up and coming guys are are gonna put on some fights because they want the recognition. They want you know they want to be known. So just these cards are being pumped out. ESPN, ESPN Plus, catch them on there. You know, what I'm saying we we got some fun ones coming up, dude. They're all gonna be around, dude. Anything else you want to fucking touch on? Any like subjects, MMA wise? Any MMA news you want to fucking talk about? No, I don't. I don't think so. Wait, you got anything in your mind right now? I feel like I, I, I do got some shit on my I mind. I feel like I had something too, but you know, uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think right now. We, honestly. we got so much going on. You know what? We got more coming. Fucking Cormier versus Steep is coming up in oh, two weeks. That's gonna be coming up August um, 15th. All right. Do you think the cage is gonna play a big thing with the Cormier versus Steep fight? Well, just because uh, Steven was vocal about that he didn't like the small cage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I that, think hold on that, and uh, DC used to fight in a small cage. Yeah, the so strike force cage was small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, shit, dude. Maybe, maybe for Stepe, he'll he won't be able to move around as much, or maybe he has to move around quicker now because the cage is smaller. But yeah, it's just gonna press the action more. I mean, they're gonna. It's gonna call for more action. Yeah, dude, for sure. That's the, that's the best thing again. about the cage. Someone's getting knocked out again. You think so? Yep. Or I got my boy DC. A, that's all I'm saying. If it's a bo- if it's a boring wrestling match, dude. Like, fuck no. Nah, fuck no. DC, I feel like he's gonna go out on his last fight with the fucking bang. He has to let that shit hang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, though, honestly. He has to go all out with everything, though, and, like, really put that shit together and 
put on a display for his last fight. That's why I feel like he's going to do, honestly, just the competitor in him and, like, everything he's done in the UFC so far. If Stipe does lose, like, you, or win, I could even see him retiring. So, I we'll talk about that shit next week, though. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep my pick to myself right now. Hell yeah. I still got more thinking. <laughs> Catch on for next week. We'll hit you guys up right after this Edmund Shabazi and five versus uh, Brunson. If you guys could go follow on whatever you don't follow on, you know what I mean? Leave a little review, fucking share it to your friends. Thank you for listening. Thank you, bro, for being on as always. Yeah, no doubt, bro. We out. Take it easy. Peace out.